This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Jim, how you doing? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Got a case of the Mondays, not me. No, no, actually I don't today. I don't have a case of the Mondays. How was your weekend? Uh, It was a really good weekend. Yeah? Yeah. No, yeah, good. I went and tried this uh, new crepe place on Sherbrooke. Oh, yeah. Uh, Creperie. Oh, my God. I love crepes. Care Braise. Anyways, they have a, a a stand on the Provencier Bridge. Maybe you've passed it a bunch of times. And they just opened a store on Sherbrooke. And I was there all time, like one of my all-time meals. Brunch? Later lunch? Well, breakfast? No, or? like I'm a huge uh, savory crepe guy. Yeah. And it was like I had some smoked beef in there, oh. some eggs, uh, oh. some cheese. You made it a sandwich out of a crepe. Yeah. No, it was was awesome. So I, I suggest you go More to that place. More of a place. breakfast crepe, man. Are you? Yeah. What else? Yeah. Like your sweet crepes? You're sweet oh, crepe yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Not for a while, but I'll get yeah. back at it. But yeah. um yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond at all, or did you uh, have time? No, the, the ran well, out of time. It's very rare that we're passing by Marshalls. Some my 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 wife is a big Marshalls person. Yes. And uh, we'll be driving by um and I'll be like, You wanna go in? Yeah. And she has never said no. Your wife at a Marshalls. I mean, you got the kids section, you got the adult section. I'm trying to drop some hints. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Check out this. Check out this. Kids Look at toy. this. <laughs> I have a Marshalls um, story from a while ago that I saw yeah. something there. Somebody wanted something and I saw it there, article mm-hmm. of clothing. I thought, I, I don't know. And then I went to a boutique and the exact same article of clothing, but way more expensive. And I thought, I had a Larry David thing. I was like, should I just go get the one at Marshall's or does it matter? But I was shocked that they were both the exact same article of clothing. It's the beauty of it. At two different spots. So, uh, Well, I mean, it was a busy uh, weekend in the All-Star, uh, in the NHL yes, All-Star it weekend. Was, that's a great description. Uh, it was busy. It was busy. Too. Uh, if you, well, you know, Dave uh, got in at 11.47. Before the show, he doesn't even start for like another, you know, officially doesn't start for another like 25 minutes. But Dave just wanted to make sure that he got in to share his All-Star thoughts. Uh, early text for Jets at noon, and I'm going to let Dave say this. These are not my words. The NHL All-Star Weekend, wow, what a joke. I used to love watching the skills competition. Now it's just turned into a gimmick of some kind. It's not even entertaining. It's just people being silly. What happened to the old days at the fastest skater, the hardest shot, accuracy, none of this hitting surfboards and dunking guys and water and shooting on a golf course with a puck. I, I didn't watch any of the weekend. I don't watch it. It's not for me. It's a way for the NHL to thank its sponsors. It's to bring the NHL caravan and put a spotlight on a franchise. It's for the local fans and people that perhaps wouldn't go and see an NHL game, but they'll go to the, the all-star game, right? Hockey is not the most important facet. It's actually very low on the list of, of things that, that the NHL all-star game is, is all about. I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights of the Central and Atlantic Final, um, and I got about halfway through the seven-minute highlight package, and he just reiterated why I didn't watch it. Well, apparently, it's become sketch comedy at the All-Star Game. Yeah. And not good sketch comedy. Now, who am I to judge art? 
you know? <laughs> but I watched some SNL for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Uh, my boy Pedro, who's in The Mandalorian and The Last of Us, I think I haven't started watching that, but I, I love that actor. He's been he, around for a while. Fantastic. He, he was in Narcos, was amazing in Narcos. Pedro, yeah. what's his Pedro? Uh, Pascal. Pascal, yes. Yeah. Fantastic so, actor. And his sketch comedy this weekend was fantastic. It was one of the best SNLs I've seen in years. The Happy Gilmore Pasternak thing, I thought I was sentenced to something. I thought I was doing time having to watch that. And I said on Friday, this is for the kids. But, um, you know, and then I, I saw after about two hours and I turned it on and I had the, you know, the, the child and I'm giving him tubby time and yeah. we're running around shooting rubber pucks against the wall. And I got, I got it on. I'm watching it Friday for about two hours. And I just, after two hours, I'm like, I felt bad. So I cut my teeth after journalism school covering hockey, started with the Alberta Junior Hockey League and then um, the Western Hockey League. And then I came here and did the American Hockey League and now the NHL. And at every level, I've always had a show that focused it on the hockey players and the teams aside from the actual hockey season. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be fun. Like Moose Tracks was here. I don't know if anybody remembers that. And and we had a show called Ice Chips when I was in Cranbrook doing WHL and stuff. My point to this is, is trying to get hockey players to do things out of the norm is rare. To try and get... So what stood out to me from this weekend was, how does David Pasternak agree to this in front of his peers and stuff and everything else? Yeah. How does P.K. Subban and get Sidney Crosby, who I adore Sidney Crosby as a hockey player, but he's pretty dry, right? 100% To get dry. him to participate in some goofy shenanigans and whatnot. Um, I just... I was, it was painful to me. And then I saw the other side of it about two hours on social media where people go, the biggest part of uh, All-Star Weekend is watching grown adults complain about All-Star Weekend. And I'm, uh, you're right. Like I, I, so I just left it alone this weekend. Like it's for the kids. It's whatever. Did you, did you feel bad? Did that, did that post make you feel bad, Jim? No, it didn't at all. trashing the All-Star Weekend? I didn't at all because, because what it has become in the last 10 years is absolute garbage in my mind. (laughs) And I'm, this is no detriment to any eight-year-old who was fascinated by the surfboard getting hit by Puck's dunk tank. Good for you. Yeah. I'm, you're probably not listening right now. You're in school. But I, I, if you enjoyed that, I'm happy for you. Here's what really bothered me on the weekend. It was a grand total lack of effort. If you're going to have a two-on-one, try and score. Could yeah. you try? Yeah. Could you try and score? Are you telling me that Connor Hellebuck and UC Soros did not earn that Tandy tandem? The, the what ten, I'm the, telling the you tandem? is in the game, the only person I saw put on an effort was Dylan Larkin. The other person that put on an effort was Matthew Tuchuk, because I think he's wired in a way that if eight-year-olds asked him to play shinny, he would body check three of them. <laughs> Yeah. Other than that, if you're going to go to this weekend and get a two-on-one or a breakaway, and instead of trying to score five-hole on a direct shot and not making a move or deking or doing anything, don't go. And I don't blame the players. Like, you don't want to get injured. You don't want to – and if there's if – there's, Three million eight-year-olds who watch this weekend, and when they ten years from now and they're eighteen-year-old and they're glued to the NHL game, I will be absolutely amazed because the NHL game was nothing what I saw on the weekend. And so I get guys don't want to get injured. I get the fact that it's for fun. I get that it's this, but when you don't even try to score a goal, what am I watching this for? How much? 
how can, how much can you polish this, Jim? How much can you like polish a turd? Like in flag football yesterday, they were in the NFL. They were trying to score touchdowns. Well, right? at least they changed that to flag because at least. But at because least they watching, were trying to score touchdowns. Well, how do you fix this? I mean, does it even need fixing? In the major That's league the thing. baseball does, does, all star game, you're trying to hit home runs. You don't yeah. care if it's an all star game or not. I'd, I'd like to hit a bomb. Does it need to be fixed? Is it something that people are even interested in fixing? They're like saying, know. oh, the NHL All-Star game needs to be more competitive, more this. Because how many times have they changed the format? I don't know. And they say it's for the kids. If you're a parent that can afford to fly to Florida and take two kids to this event, that's awesome. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a marketing expert at all. I live with one. She's watching it and going... I don't know, like it's kids, I guess, that are involved in this. But then she's like, I don't know. I don't see a lot of kids in the stands other than the players bringing their own kids. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I, I can't. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just no, like, I'm, I don't know I'm what not... this has become. Like, what's wrong with just having three on three hockey where guys are trying to score goals? <laughs> Jim, is that that might be asking too much of these guys. And then hitting a surfboard so a guy can fall in a dunk tank. Wow. I sat in a dunk tank one time in Drayton Valley when I was working there in Alberta, and it was the worst experience, one of the worst experiences of my life. We used to do tank. that to teachers at the end of the year festival. You'd so try to bad. dunk a teacher and if you could throw a base. I, I just and then I'm wondering what the people are doing in the arena while these they're cutting to these twenty minute or fifteen minute um cuts. Now look, the red carpet, exceptional. The um, social media that, like, the yeah. Jets were putting out with Hellebuck and Morrissey and how Morrissey embraced this weekend and got to meet somebody from the Arkells. And, like, I love all of that stuff. Bring in, bring in Hollywood people. Bring in names. Get it on social media. Go, hey, our biggest stars are gathering. But then make them actually try. I don't know how you do that. How do you wow. make people actually try? Yeah, I don't think you can. I, I think we're at the point where they're not – just nobody cares. But like, I like the idea of bringing in guys who have really excelled in the first, you know, half of the season, bringing them in, rewarding them. I like the red carpet stuff. I like the media interviews. I like all that sort of thing. But like, the skills competition, like, it's just, I, I don't know. Is it? I'm, I'm just going to say it's not for me. Like it's they, not. Other it's than not the accuracy shooting, I, I don't. I mean, we could ask Josh. I, I don't know. Did he dial he did it the, up as hard as he can? For the probably. Shot. I think his shot is around 95. He went into it. I think but with some the hardest of those other guys. And, yeah. I, and then like the breakaway and and the goalie tandem when you're like the goalie tandem. So he shoots the puck all the way down the ice. To me, if a goalie can shoot the puck down the ice and hit an empty cage, that's something. To make it into a square. <laughs> like you think these guys practice this? I guess. And they then do. the fact that after they shoot the puck down the ice, a guy comes in or or like Nurse was the she was phenomenal with the Forsberg move. And everybody loved it and it went viral. So why doesn't every player try to go between the legs and score a goal? Like why don't you put an effort in? I don't know. It's almost like this polite thing. I don't want to make you look bad. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to well, it's then, good. No, what it's, are we doing with you, it? You see some of those moves, Jim. And, I, and again, I watched half of the highlights of the final just so I could come in here and talk about something. And I, who cares? They're, they're, Z- they're passing it to the other team. Like Zegers, they, were literally, they were literally passing it to the other team, Jim. Zegers t- tweeted out an emoji that was sleeping, as in this is so boring. And you, we both feel the same about yeah, Zegers. Yeah. But at least when he went there, he tried to put on a show. Yeah. Like I, I give – I don't I, – I think he – 
we talk about Zegers. I think he's got a need an attitude adjustment. Yeah. But at least when he was at the All Star game in Vegas, he put on a show. He got in. He did some things. Oh, he wants and to he be tried center to stage fancy and yeah. and center stage. I just. I saw a lot of lack of effort, and I'm watching the three-on-three, three and, and guys are, are doing passes. They would never do that, lead to breakaways. And then I saw Kucherov yesterday on a give the puck away on a two-on-one and just stopped at center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I'm not trying to get him to blow a hamstring to get back in the play, but if that's what you're doing, why would I watch that? There's breakaways, Jim, where they stop skating at the blue line. Yes. So if the players feel that way... And then my point is, the guys on the two-on-one, they just put a shot on net. Yeah. So if if Kucherov isn't going to try to stop it, and the two on the two-on-one now have a two-on-none and don't even pass the puck and just put a shot mm. in the chest, why are we watching this? And my point to this is, at the end of my rant, is if an eight-year-old's watching that, why would he? Like, he wants to see two quick passes and a top-shelf goal. He wants to see the top stars in the National Hockey League do sick Show them moves. why they have talent. They want him to go out there and do sick moves. That's what kids love. Kids love sick moves. All That's that, what I liked as a kid. All that stuff left moves. me with the impression that I could play in the NHL. Because I can back-check like that, and I can turn the puck over like that, and I am... Yarmir Yager just scored. In Jim. any sport I've ever played, probably the slowest person on every team, but yet I can move faster than that. Yarmir Yager just scored in the Czech Republic. 51. It's not I, over yet, Jim. Anyway, I, I didn't think I'd go on this much of a rant. I just, I, again, I would love to see the viewing numbers of this. It's going to be in Toronto next year, and everybody's asking me today. I got in the elevator, and somebody goes, so what do you think in Toronto? you think people will show up? you think people will go? Well, people and are going like, to go. They will. People will go, but I, I just don't know. Like, I think the NHL has to have a serious conversation, and I hope the rest of, like, the podcasters and the insiders and all this bring this up, is the fact that if you're going to go, you have to try. And if you're going to go and you're going to get a two-on-one, you should work your butt off to put that puck in the net, not just one pass, shot into the chest, and then go back down the other way. Uh, we'll take a break here. Bill and St. James Thanks says, for listening, everyone. I feel better. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That was great. No, that was really good. Um, Bill and St. James. I mean that. I'm not being sarcastic. Bill and St. James, I think we'll he really— next week, Jim. Yeah, no, I think Same you really, time? No, I think you really wrapped it up well. I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, this Bill and St. James NHL All-Star game is like a carnival. Think about how fun it is to attend the Red River X, but would you live stream it, question mark? Uh, I would love to see the fastest skater and hardest shot be the top players let me, from Let each. me put it to this texter this way. Bradley Cooper shows up at the Red River X. Are you paying more to watch him do something at the Red River? Like, my point is, like bring in a famous person. Will you go to Red River X and pay more to watch it? Hey, guys, it's George. The All-Star Game is just fun for the players to get to know each other. If you don't like it, don't watch. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair I, enough. I agree. I don't want, and you know what, Jim? I don't watch it. I mean, every year I watch it because every year we have a show like this where we have to talk about it. I just, I'll just get you to just carry the load like usual, I guess. I just, I, I'm fine with what it's become. I just want you to try at least. People paid a lot of money. Kids are watching. Try between the leg top shelf goal for me. Thank you. The least Win- you could do for an all expense paid Blue- weekend. <laughs> The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they had a real great weekend. Derek Taylor's going to join us after 12.30. We'll get into that. I need a, I need a rest. What do you got in that? Uh, <laughs> what is really in that thermos, Jim? I need a rest. I'm going to go for a walk. I'll be back after the news. <laughs> Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Sarah McCarthy. Well, trying to turn away. Well... <laughs> Wow. One minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. 
Happy Monday. We had a texter on Friday that said, uh, sir, if you're being held against your will, and it was actually Scott, I believe, coughed twice. Hmm. So you, I'm watching you, just letting you know. Okay. Thanks. Um, Thanks for looking out. Yeah. I am. If at any point you feel like this is against your will or you don't want to do this segment, you swallow that and you hmm. keep it deep down yeah. and you keep doing this segment. Yeah. Keep doing yeah. it. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, you're not, you're not going to quit. How's your weekend? It was good. It was good. Went to the Forks Friday. It was a little cold then, but warmed up on the weekend. Got outside. It was good. Yeah. Do you, what'd you, what'd you have at the, what'd you have at the Forks? What'd you eat? Tried new burger for mm. the first time. Oh, so that was burger. very good. Very That's good. Sad, yeah. I think Paul Maurice was a big new new burger yeah. place. Yes, he was, yeah. yeah he was. Eat my way through the city. So, yeah. One place at a time. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sarah. Sarah, what did you make of the NHL All-Star game? Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right, fair enough. It was too thrilling. She to couldn't pay too. attention. <laughs> I'll leave that to she you. Can't no, don't get me started. I'm, I'm tired from the rant I went on. <laughs> That's your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers had one heck of a weekend. It started on Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon, when uh, Janarian Grant, kick returner and receiver for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, he was announced signing a one-year deal. That was followed by Alden Darby. Later in the weekend, Alden Darby Jr., defensive back, dime back for the Bombers. He's coming back. He's been traded for twice now, his third stint with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, yeah. and it all came together yesterday uh, with the three-year um, deal, which is like uh, a nine-year deal in the National it's Hockey League. It's a lifetime League. guarantee. It's a lifetime guarantee. Unless three they year. cut him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that whole problem with the guaranteed contracts in the CFL. Or whatever. Um, yeah, three-year deal with uh, Nick Dembski and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, local boy, local product, what else can you say? Uh, missed five games last year, um, but you could smell a thousand-yard season from him. It's coming. It's coming. And joining us now to talk all about it, uh, Derek Taylor, voice of the Bombers. Derek, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Anytime you get to talk to Nick Dembski about something he's excited about, it's a pretty good day. Yeah, he gets excited. He gets really excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he he'll keep you know he keeps the private stuff to himself. He doesn't tell any club secrets, but he he wears his emotions uh, on his sleeve about how much he loves Winnipeg and how much he loves playing for the Bombers and and how much he loves like you mentioned a career season, ten mm. touchdowns, uh, even with those missed games. That's as many as he's had in any other three seasons combined. Like it was a remarkable year for uh for Dembski in 2022 did, did you feel that Dembski there was any sort of maybe hesitancy that he might be looking at February 14th at all and see what the options are out there or, or speaking with him and listening to him today that was all just a, a bunch of fans just freaking out that Nick Dembski wasn't going to be wearing blue and gold next next year or this now I never I never did uh, to the point where I was drawing a conclusion from Alden Darby signing that it was it was going to mean big things for Nick. I never did because every time you talk to Nick, like he, he gets drafted by the Riders, he comes to comes to Winnipeg the second he's a free agent. Every time you talk to him about Winnipeg, about what he's got going on in Winnipeg, or how much he likes playing here, and what this offense allows him to do, I never really contemplated the Bombers letting him get away. Uh, and I and I I mean from the Bombers' perspective. You could try to hardline a guy, but eight other teams would grab Nick Dembski in a minute. Mm. Like, he would be a top-five free agent because of his status, because of his impact uh, in multiple ways on the football field. So I, I never really did, just from talking to him. And I wondered if I was a little naive about that. But uh, ultimately, Nick kind of, again, kind of reiterated the same thing he said. I love Winnipeg. I love being here. I love my family being here. Uh, and, and I'm staying long-term. 
Along those lines, uh, DT, the three years is it's not surprising when it's Nick Dembski and he's from here and all the things that he can do and the versatility of it, but it's not a common CFL contract. I'm wondering, is that part of the give and take? Do you think maybe that what his ask was m- might not have, have been met, but they give him the extra year there? Or what, what's your thoughts on the three-year deal? Well, the, the important thing to remember is that long-term deals aren't the same as they used to be, right? Because now... Uh, teams can guys can get guaranteed money in the final year of their deal right. and I, I i asked nick and he's got guaranteed money in the final year of his contract so that's that's a big deal i mean ultimately not only for him but for the for other players who go to negotiate as well so you can now get guaranteed money in your contract so Whereas it used to be, there's no point in me signing a two-year contract because that gives all the all the uh, decision-making power to the club and reduces my freedom. Now you get you can get some actual security as opposed to the fake security of an old three-year contract. So I, I think that was that was good. And I mean, I don't know what the guaranteed money is for Nick. The, the reports are he made well over a hundred grand last year. So you, you certainly hope for him he he gets. Uh, maybe a little bump off that coming off a career year. Uh, he, he gets to set himself up and know where he's going to be till he's, what, 32 years old. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Schoen. I mean, obviously there's no, the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are probably getting pretty dang close to their to the salary cap. Um, Dalton Schoen, what are you hearing about him? Because he's a guy that, uh, you know, he might not get an NFL deal. He's under contract with the Bombers next year. Well, and that would be a huge, huge bargain for the Bombers, right? Because yeah. if if he doesn't go to the NFL, he's still on his rookie deal, which is an American minimum salary rookie contract, uh, unless he were to. There are very few examples of guys who dramatically outperformed their contract like he did and insisted on the renegotiation. Uh, one of those was James Wilder, and he got his deal. One of those was Victor Butler, and if you don't remember the name Victor Butler, it's because he only played one year in the CFL. Because he tried to renegotiate, and they went, no, we're not doing that, and yeah. he, he hadn't played up here since then. So uh, that would be an enormous boost to the Bombers. He's still got time. He's still got another week plus to potentially sign an NFL deal. But if if you get to that deadline and and he's not in the NFL, oh, my gosh, what, a, what an enormous boost that would be to the Bombers because you're getting – $200,000 worth of production from a guy who's making $70,000. When you're up against the cap, every one of those means means great things for you. So what's left, DT, both money-wise for the rest of the players on the list, but also maybe position-wise, if it's not somebody from last year, what the Bombers may be looking at? Well, they're going to have to work more on receiver, right? Because Rasheed Bailey is free. Uh, Greg Ellingson is free. Having Dembski back is an enormous piece because you've secured your two Canadians that you start on your in your receiving core. But what are you going to mm. do with those other two uh, American spots? Um, uh, Michael Couture will be a free agent on February 14th if he's not signed. With the signing of guys like Tui Eli and with Chris Kolonkowski under contract, you wonder if Michael Couture might get to free agency. And then uh, American defensive tackle Casey Sales is a free agent. So uh, will they want to bring Casey back, who I, who I thought was really nice, but they're used to having Steven Richardson there, who was a, a monster in the previous season. So yeah. will they potentially go to market for that? And honestly, uh, they've got some young guys in the defensive backfield. There there are some big-name corners out there jamal roll from hamilton is there a chance they might be interested in going for that but those may be more pipe dreams because like you say when you re-sign your stars you're naturally going to be near the salary cap with 
Kalaros and Jeff Coat and Jefferson and Big Hill and and now Dembski with those guys under contract, those those guys cost because they're incredible players. So uh, it, there's probably going to have to be some uh, some negotiating, uh, hard negotiating for Kyle Walters and company. And it also depends what uh, uh, Danny McManus and Ted Kavai can find out there. I mean, they they might be coming <laughs> back and saying, "Listen, we got some good guys. We think we got a line on uh, that could help in the secondary and fill some of these holes." Well, they did it two years ago, right, with with uh, Alford and Dietrich Nichols. Yep. Nichols, who was borderline, uh, if, if he'd have been nominated for Bombers Defensive Player of the Year, I, I would have been all in favor of that. And then, hey, oh, by the way, they found Dalton showing this past year, right? So yeah. there's honestly, there's nothing they can't do. They might find, they, they could easily uh, pull up one of those guys because they, they've done it before. So, yeah, we're reason to look forward to training camp come May. Yeah, this is going to be fascinating. Uh, what are your other thoughts on the Bombers and what we may or may not hear prior to February 14th and free agency? Whew, there's not a ton. Like, it feels like they've kind of, and this is just me, it feels like they've kind of declared their intentions with with certain players that, that have been starters in past seasons. Like, the fact that we haven't heard anything on Couture makes me think, okay, well, they're going to let him get the free agency, and maybe that's because Michael Couture makes, makes really good money and they might want to go, a little less expensive uh, there, but yeah, mm. like they're not—they're not the splashiest team in free agency, right? They—they they just generally haven't haven't been in throwing around big money. Some people are wondering if uh, if Kenny Lawler would they be interested in bringing Kenny Lawler back? You're now paying probably an extra eighty thousand dollars over what Greg Ellingson would have made last year, and you'd have to let Ellingson go. Lawler's a phenomenal player, but. Can you make that work uh, with, with what you have going on when you might want to address, you know, like I mentioned, defensive backfield wasn't their strongest uh, part of their team this past season in that back six. So I, I, I don't suspect any big splashes from the Bombers, but, uh, you know, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a shrewd move to be had in there. Uh, just last question here, uh, Derek, before we let you go. Cody Fajardo quoted in an, uh, on a Nevada show saying he's not ruling out becoming a, a bomber. Ne- I mean, not a bomber. Oh, my goodness gracious. Not a, a oh, that'd ride- be amazing. <laughs> a ride- <laughs> ride- he has a backup. Um, a-, a rider next year, uh, but he wants to get a fresh start, a little bead going out there that the riders are looking at Trevor Harris, uh, maybe potentially bringing him in. Um, how solid is the quarterback situation right now in, in, in the CFL? And, you know, is Fajardo going to stay in Saskatchewan or you think he's going to end up elsewhere? I, I think Fajardo probably ends up elsewhere. Uh, here, here's how, here's my perception of the quarterback market. Trevor Harris for, for just, let's all take a moment to think of what we believe of Trevor Harris. I just think Trevor Harris could end up the second highest paid quarterback in the Canadian football league this coming season. I because, agree. uh, not, and not necessarily that he, he absolutely has to be because he's clearly the second best guy behind Zach. I don't know if that's that's the truth, but teams that don't have quarterbacks are going to want them very much. Like Hamilton, uh, Dane Evans, I, I, I've not been on Dane Evans' bandwagon. Saskatchewan does not have a quarterback, and they're going to need one. Is BC set with Vernon Adams? I, I don't know that I believe that. No, Edmonton should be looking for a quarterback, but the, but they won't be. Uh, Ottawa, fine. Montreal could be an absolute three-win tire fire the way it feels like things are, are going out there. And what's Toronto going to do? Because McLeod Bethel-Thompson is free, and sure, they have Chad Kelly, but I there's a lot of a lot of teams that would want a quarterback, and there's only one kind of out there, unless you believe McLeod Bethel-Thompson is, is, is another one. Um, yeah, Trevor Harris is, is going to do, I think, really, 
really well this offseason. Honestly, uh, it would be hilarious, but Fajardo as a backup in Winnipeg would be amazing. <laughs> because <laughs> I would like one, it. He, he and Zach worked together for a very brief period of time in Saskatchewan. But two, like Fajardo's, his strength in the run game is phenomenal. So he could do Dakota Prukop level stuff and a little more in my mind because uh, he was he was once the West nominee for most outstanding player. Fajardo was and so he ah, would, that'd he, be hilarious to see. He would be a backup, but you promised to start him on Labor Day Classic this year. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you! Uh, and, and honestly, Fajardo was Fajardo was such a good dude that he would, we talk so much, and, and the guys here talk so much about the culture of the team and culture, culture, culture. Fajardo would fit in really well in that. He, I, I, he's, just, he's just a good dude, and, and I think people like him. I don't, know, I don't know if they believe he's the leader who will lead them to the promised land, but that guy would be an absolute weapon in a Buck Pierce offense. Derek Taylor, voice of the Bombers, joining us uh, on the show. Nick Dembski re-upping for three years. Uh, Janarian Grant, uh, Alden Darby Jr. over the weekend, also going on one-year contract, staying in blue and gold. Derek, thanks so much. You take care, okay? Thanks, guys. All thanks, CT. Right. Uh, awesome stuff there. You know what? Good news. There was a lot of people worried about Dembski and the longer this went. And I even had uh, Derek on last week on, on the JT show, and then I had Justin Dunk on Friday, and they were like, well, they, they both want to be here. Like, the Bombers want him. He wants to be here. It's just, look, it, it, guys get raises. Like, every year somebody's going to be squeezed out. And now that Dembski's here, great, but I'm wondering about Ellingson and Rashad Bailey, like it's... I, I want the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to win a great cup this year more than any other year of my life. Rashid Bailey, by the way, sorry. Yeah. I, I understand I, that too, I, but, but look at Bailey's year last year. Like Bailey's another position that he had a career year last year. See, and he was fantastic blocking on the side there. That's where he, yes. he was a stud doing that. But he, he didn't get the ball step forward every, yeah. in his career. And so he's got to sit there and go... I got to make a little bit more. Like I, yeah. I'm at a point in my career where I finally had a good season. Do I go to free agency as a Canadian and have another team pay me a couple uh, shekels more? Or do I stay here? And the Bombers are, again, sitting there going, we just spent even more money at this position. Rashid's I, a good – he's a real good dude. Oh, I, I wish I wish him the best wherever he but ends it's, up. But it's the Andrew Copps of the yeah. CFL. It, you do you want to keep him? Yeah. You can't keep everyone. That's what free agency and a cap does. When you have a cap, eventually somebody – it's never somebody you don't want and it's never somebody you can't live without because those people either get cut yeah. or they get signed. It's always the people you really want to keep, but there's no more room. There's always at least one player that, that – in a cap world, that's what it ends up being. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Uh, we'll wrap up the show. We'll take a couple of your guys' text messages, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. I'm not joking, Jim. I want the Bombers to win the Grey Cup more than any other year as a fan because of, the Grey, because of the Grey Cup. That loss was horrible. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> sorry, you know, Rashid's not a Canadian. I said Canadian, but yeah. But my point is, is now that you have another Canadian, you can start. Well, Waltarski and, and Dembski are the two Canadians on the receiving, yeah. receiving core, yeah. So that that's what I mean. Like, it just becomes, it's not like you don't want him. But in a cap world, doesn't matter the sport. It's always somebody you do want, but you just can't squeeze it. Well, in. I mean, like Michael Couture, they'd like to have him back. Yes, but exactly. if they think Tuielli is going to be the guy at center. You get Hardwick and Stanley Bryant back. You're going to have Stanley to... Bryant not get a raise? Like, well, do you think Stanley Bryant, year after year of winning four the best time, offense, doesn't go, I'll just take what you thing. gave me last year? That's the thing. It's like you got to find 
you got to find $10,000 here. It's like, and that's what it comes down to. $5,000 makes a yeah. difference. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Final. Big. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to no, show. No, you go. I'll set the, no, final, the final segment there. of the show. Uh, I was just going to say congratulations to Nolan Baumgartner, one of the yes. best people you will meet in and outside of the game of hockey, went into the American Hockey League Hall of Fame today as part of their All-Star Weekend, and it's very much deserved. He was uh, uh, He's an AHL legend. Yeah, longtime Moose alumni, um, current assistant coach, Kamloops Blazer. I think he won some Mem Cups. First round pick, not? Yeah. won some Mem Cups with the Blazers. Yeah. Uh, I remember when the Jets returned here. And he said, speaking of, he loved Winnipeg, he and his yeah. wife, and they had a house here. And I was surprised that when um, the Moose were going to St. John's, the ice came in, or sorry, the Jets came in 2011. I remember having a conversation when we signed with the Vancouver then farm team that was going to Chicago yeah. for the Wolves. His wife is American. I said, I'm surprised you left the organization. I just thought you'd end up being a coach and stuff. He goes, well, it was a really tough decision. But he said it came down to family, and he said it takes 24 hours to get into St. John's. Newfoundland, yeah. and he said uh, it takes four hours to get into Chicago, and my wife's family spread out across the U.S. and just was a family decision. But he said I, I've all, I, they gave me a very good offer, same as Chicago, blah 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 blah. But he ended up choosing that route. But other than that, I think he would have been a career. It's the same reason why the Winnipeg Jets they wanted to stay in St. John's with the ice caps there, but they just it's just the logistics of it. You can't keep yeah, it. Yeah, getting make players sense. out of there for a game on a, a night day's notice. Like horrible. say you had a morning skate today. Somebody pulls a hammy, 11 o'clock, you make a phone call. It's already two there. And to try and get him on a plane and in the city by tomorrow was the just it was almost impossible. It. Yeah. it was almost impossible. But he's such a great guy. Speaking of the whole getting players to do things and mm-hmm. have fun and shenanigans around the season, Nolan was always great for that. Congratulations, uh, Mr. Baumgartner. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. Jim Till to take Let's you all the way until tomorrow. 3 o'clock. And you got Nick Dembski joining you. Nick Dembski, 2.30 today live. Okay, make sure you're tuned in for that. Thank you very much to Jeffrey Forche. Thank you very much to Tamana for producing the show. Great job, guys. Uh, yeah. How many more days till Jets game? Well, we got Chicago, 9 o'clock. It's a late one on a Saturday night. I think the barn will be rocking. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be people filtering in a few stumbles we here We started a little early. See you later. That's what I hear a lot of on late games. We started a little early tonight. (laughs) Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.